0: you all on on tonight I'm going to go ahead and get started class is in session class is in session good evening to all my classies, to all my ladies class is in session and you are in for a treat if you have your workbook I want you to keep it right by you keep it handy we are going to have a time on tonight within we should be done within 45 minutes that is my goal so that i can give you the rest of your thursday bag because tomorrow is friday the last day of the work week i don't know about you but i look forward to friday and i also look forward to this friday because tomorrow is my wedding anniversary uh we will have been married 11 years tomorrow so i'm excited shout out to uh, Healthy Marriages, shout out to my husband, Bishop Brandon A. Jacobs Sr. And I thank him for allowing me this opportunity just to be able to share with you all on tonight, to take that time uh, away from my family and from him to share with you all support because my husband knows, he knows. And that's why you have to make sure when, you, when you're dating and you are in the market or obtaining a mate, I'm not going to say looking for a mate because women we should not be looking for a mate. They should find us. But that's not to say that we can't, you know, have ourselves presentable when they do find us or go out to places where they can find us, you know, so but just you have to make sure that you're looking futuristically as well and not just for your now. That word is for somebody that's on this lab tonight. It's not just for your now, but they are conducive to your purpose, to your future, to who you are becoming, who you are becoming. So that's what we're talking about on tonight, the Becoming Her Challenge. And so we are going to be completing chapters one, two, and three tonight. We're going to try and p- complete chapters one, two, and three. Thank y'all. Thank you all so much. Yes, 11 years. I cannot believe it's been that long. So I want this to be some dialogue. I want you to be talking back and forth. We're going to be putting stuff in the comment section. If you have any questions, I want you to make sure that you ask your questions. Um, yes. So here we go. Week one. So for week one of the Becoming Her Challenge, we covered identity and purpose. And let me just say this. I really hope that you all are taking this serious, right? Outside of like the messages that I put up, outside of the, um, like the posts that I put up, Outside of even outside of this it's the same thing as your relationship with God outside of going to church on Sundays and Bible uh, study on uh, whatever day of the week you go to Bible study on. You can only get as much out as what you're willing to put in. So it goes beyond these times that we spend together. It goes beyond, you know, the posts that you see within the community. You have to really be willing to invest In becoming all that God has called you to be, all that God has created you to be, all that God has already placed inside of you to become. So you have to make sure you're making that investment. It is an investment. Spending that time and and doing what you need to do, because the challenge entails, I ask that every woman would spend at least 20 minutes, at least 20 minutes in the presence of God, in the presence of God before you start your day. Before you start your day, and this may be new for some of you, and it may be something that some of you may have done, but you were inconsistent with it. This challenge is calling for us to be consistent with it because that is the only way that you can really effectively know your identity in Christ first and your purpose, your unique purpose, right? We all have a collective purpose, which is to bring glory to God, which is to witness. But there is a unique purpose that each and one of us have, which is our contribution to the earth, okay? So we have to make sure that we are spending that time with God. As I began to pray, even for this challenge, like, Lord, what would you have me to tell them? I know we're going to go through the workbook, but even beyond that, Before you write your goals, before you write your mission and your vision, that's why that's one of the first things that I said, you need to make sure that you spend time in the face of the Lord. That is when he's going to reveal that to you. That's when he's going to reveal it to you. And that's when you become confident in who you are, right? That's when you become confident in your identity, in your unique purpose. And so that's what the first week was about, uh, identity and purpose. And purpose basically means the reason something was created or exists. Do you know why you were created? Aside from the churchy answer, which is also true, which I already mentioned, but do you know your unique purpose? Why you were created, right? Because there is a reason why you were created. There is a work for you to do. There is an assignment for you to make sure that you fulfill. And so there's a quote that I want to share with you all. And it's so very true. It spoke to me so loud because I was in a season of my life where I was trying to seek, to see, Lord, what would you have Vivian to do right I know I'm a first lady I know I'm a wife I know I'm a nurse but what would you have me to do and can I tell you something you are your most fulfilled self when you know that you are walking in your purpose when you're not and you're confused about it you feel so lost Right? If anybody can be honest with me, you feel lost when you do not know. And there's a level of dissatisfaction when you do not know. Can somebody be honest in the comment section? There is a level of dissatisfaction when you do not know. And also, what I'll say, I don't even know why I'm going here, but when you do not know, you cannot effectively celebrate and be happy for other people that do know because you're too busy wondering. Why am I not doing this? Or why am I not doing that? And how come I don't know? And so that is my prayer in this challenge is that God would reveal your unique identity and purpose. In the earth. And I believe that he's going to do just that. But we have to make sure that we're doing our due diligence and that's spending time in his word, spending time in prayer and then also spending time in prayer and also having a moment of silence where you're allowing God to speak to you right? We can talk, talk women. Y'all know we talk so much. We talk a lot. It's just our nature. It's a part of who we are, you know, but we have to make sure that in our talking, we allow ourselves to be silent after we've prayed so that the Lord can speak to us and so that he can show us which way to go. Right. And so let me get back to my quote. I, I got off track. The quote is from James Russell Lowell. It says, no man is born into the world whose work is not born with him. You may have heard me quote this before, but this is one of my favorite quotes because you were born with a purpose. You were born with assignment on your life, right? And what our responsibility is, is to make sure we discover what that is. That's your job, to discover what that is. We are born with a job to do, with the work in our hand, the reason for our existence. Before you were formed in your mother's womb, God called you. And that was one of our scriptures for the first week, I believe. God called you, even as he called Jeremiah, the prophet, to the nations. He called him before he was in his mother's womb. And what that says to me is that he didn't have a choice in the matter. God did not consult you when he called you. He didn't ask you, are you okay with this? Right? Because many times I I wonder like, God, did you ask me if I, why didn't you ask me if this is what I wanted to do? Because we don't really know what's best for us, but God does. Right? And so before we were born, there was already purpose on our life already purpose on our life. Your calling or your assignment came before your arrival. It came before you were even here. Your assignment and your purpose was already on your life. And it's your job, not the pastor's job, not the first lady's job, not your friend's job, but it is your job to figure out what that unique purpose is for you. You can't effectively function in your purpose, even as I said, until you first know who you are in God and you embrace it. There's a difference between knowing and also between embracing. That's my testimony. In the beginning, when I first got married to my husband, I didn't really know who I was becoming. And then God began to reveal to me who I was becoming, like my next level. What was next for me? Right. But it was uncomfortable for me. (laughs) It was uncomfortable, right? Sometimes the next level, it's uncomfortable. The unknown is uncomfortable and it can be scary because you don't have control. You don't know it. So it was uncomfortable for me, but God began to reveal to me as I spent time in his presence, right? As I really took my relationship with God serious. You've got to take your relationship with God. That is the most important relationship in your life. That is the most important. I'm telling you, above your husband, above your parents, above your kid, God wants to be first in your life. And that is how he can begin to reveal to you who he's called you to be, your unique purpose, right? Your destiny. scripture lets us know that we were created in his image and in his likeness meaning you should look like god i'm speaking about your identity we have his dna in us right so when we have our parents dna in us we kind of look like them right we kind of do things like them even when we don't realize it but you have his dna in you he created you in his image and in his likeness. And what that means to me that nothing in the world can defeat you. Nothing can overtake you because greater that greater is he that is in me than he that is within the world. So whatever you're facing, even as it relates to your purpose, you know, whatever you're facing as it relates to walking it out and embracing it, none of that is greater than God. Your fears, your doubts, your insecurities, because let's just be honest, we all have them, even the person, That looks the most confident. We all have them, but none of that is greater than God. None of that is greater than your purpose. And then another scripture that I uh, brought out, and I posted this in the community, is that you are a royal priesthood. You are a holy nation. Very familiar passage of scripture. But what that says is that you are royalty. You've got to know who you are in God. When you know who you are in God, There are some things that you just are not willing to accept. There are some things that you will not allow because I know who I am, right? When you find somebody that's accepting less than what's best for them, that's because they don't know. They don't really know. And if we can all be honest, we've all been at a place in our lives where we really did not know. And if we did know, we didn't feel as confident in it, right? We didn't feel as confident in it, but I've come to tell you on tonight that you are the called of God. You are God's masterpiece, right? And when I say you're God's masterpiece, this is all scripture. It speaks to your value to God. You're valuable to God. You are valuable to Him. And so, what I want to say about week one, I'm still on week one and I'm about to get to week two. <laughs> when you are clear on your purpose and your identity, You make sure that you make intentional decisions that are conducive to your purpose, right? I'm not going to allow people to take me to a place that I know is out of character for me, that I know is not in line with my purpose. And guess what else? I'm willing to say no to some things that are not in line with my purpose. And I'm okay with it. You know, everybody wants to be booked and busy, but it's like, is that in line with your purpose? Or do you just want to be seen? You have to make sure, check your heart, check your why. Is it in line with your purpose? Is it in in your lane? Is it your lane? Is that what God has called you to? You know, and if you don't know, let's just be honest. Sometimes we find out by trial and error. (laughs) In realizing who you are, you have to be okay with who you are not. You have to be okay with who you are not and who you are not called to. Everybody's not going to want what you're giving. Everybody's not going to like what you're giving. You're not going to be everybody's cup of tea. Everybody cannot handle you on your next level. Let me say that again. Even some of the people that are close to you, they cannot handle you on your next level. They're okay with you right where you are. And maybe you're a little confused about who you are, right? They're okay with that. But once you really come into the fruition of who God has called you to be and you start making those purposeful steps and you walk in that boldness of God, sometimes the boldness of God will offend people that don't know who they are. But you have to be who God has called you to be anyway. Somebody put that in the comment section. I am becoming Anyway, (laughs) anyway, I don't care who it offends. I don't care who don't like it. I'm saying we're doing we're not doing anything purposeful to offend people. Right. You do have some people that'll do that. (laughs) But you're walking in your God given assignment. And some people, let's just be honest, are just not going to like it. They're not going to like it but it's okay. It's not even about them at the end of the day. Make sure that you are doing what you know God has called you to do because we want to glorify him, right? And so, leading me into week 2. I hope y'all got your workbooks right beside you because we are going to be going through our mission and our vision. And so, week 2 speaks to direction and strategy. Right? In order to be all God is calling you to be, You've got to have some direction, and then you've got to put some strategy behind it. There's a quote by Bill Copeland that says, it's nothing like spending your life running up and down a court, and you never score. Can you imagine you're running down the court, you're dribbling the basketball, and you never scored in the basket? That's because you're lacking clarity and direction. That's just like somebody just doing stuff and doing stuff, and they're hoping that it's sick. They, they're hoping that, you know, it's effective. They're hoping we need direction and we need clarity. And so even as I was writing this workbook, that is something that the Lord placed in my spirit to put here in order to really become all that God has called you to become. You have to have direction and clarity. And I'm not saying that you're going to know A, B, C, and D. You're not going to know everything. The Lord may just reveal A to you. And once you step out on A, then he'll reveal B to you. And once you step out on B, he'll reveal C to you. But if you never take that first step, you never will know, right? And so in order to be all that God is calling you to be, you've got to seek God for direction. And so the scripture that we had, and I'm going to basically be going through the scriptures Uh, that we have for each week. So the scripture that we have is Proverbs chapter three, verses five through six. And this is actually one of the ones that I posted. And it's actually one of the scriptures that we hear a lot of, right? Let's just be honest. We hear some scriptures a lot. And I think that it's not as effective or we don't take it you know, to heart like we should because we've heard it so much. But even as I said in my video, for those of you that listen, I want you to hear this now like it's your first time hearing it. Proverbs chapter 3 verses 5 through 6. Sometimes we need to remind ourselves of the word of God. It says to trust and rely confidently on the Lord with all of your heart, right? Not some of your heart, but with all of your heart and do not rely on your own insights or understanding. In all your ways, know and acknowledge and recognize him. And he will make your path straight and smooth, removing obstacles that will block your way because we are going to have obstacles. I can't wait till I get to that section. I got a little bit more on that. But we are going to have some roadblocks in the way. Right. We write a plan out and everything don't always go out as we go the way that we plan. You are going to have some obstacles that and and people that tell you once you get saved, it's going to be peaches and cream. Once you get on this journey of learning who you are, it's going to be peaches and cream. It's not. In fact, I would even tell you that the heat is going to be turned up even more. But you can endure. It's all a part of your making. And let me tell you this. Once you really get on the right path and you start taking those steps. That's when the enemy will begin to play with your mind. He'll begin to play with your mind and tell you, you don't have what it takes. (laughs) Come on. Have you ever been there? You felt like you were doing what you knew God told you to do. And the enemy will play with your mind to tell you, you do not have what it takes. Trust in the Lord (laughs) confidently. Trust in the Lord confidently. And lean not unto your own understanding. I don't know why they're calling me, and they know I'm on this live. Let me, let me uh, put this on airplane mode. I'm sorry, y'all. Just so rude. My kids upstairs, and I'm down here teaching, and they calling me, FaceTiming on my phone. I can't wait till I get off this live. Somebody in trouble. But here we go. Trust and rely confidently on the Lord with all your heart. And do not rely on your own understanding, but in all of your ways, not in some of your ways, but in all of your ways, even the things you don't want to take to the Lord, because you already know what he's going to tell you, or you think, you know, all of your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your pathway straight. And so how many of us can honestly say we practice this all the time? Don't laugh. We acknowledge God in every single thing. I I'm striving to be there and I try to, but I'm not going to sit here and lie to y'all and say that I do in everything, right? How many of you can say you do that most of the time, some of the time, or I hope don't nobody say never. (laughs) If you do, it's all right. I mean, it ain't all right, but I'm saying tonight you you need to know, I'm going to remind you of this scripture in everything. I want you to take it to the Lord in prayer. Take it to the Lord in prayer. Trust him in everything. I'm gonna tell you this one story um, and I need to hurry up because I wanna get to the mission and vision part of the workbook. But there was, we can say this all day, we can say that we have this faith, we can say that we trust God, and then we get into these situations, right, especially on your journey of becoming, when you've made a decision, I'm going to do this, I'm going to live for God, I'm not going to allow this, I'm trying to be a better person, there'll be things, roadblocks, that come in your way to try and see how serious are you really, how much trust and faith do you really have in your have in your God? Because what that scripture speaks to is your faith. And so when I was pregnant with one of my children, I don't know which child it was. My husband remembers, but I don't. I had I birthed four kids. I have five. I birthed four. But with one of them, I want to say it was Faji, but I'm not sure. Went to the doctor. They checked me out. And they said they thought they saw cancer. I don't even tell this testimony a whole lot. I don't. I know you overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of your testimony. And I feel like I've overcome that. I share it when it's necessary. But I got on the table, you know, they checked me out. You know how, for those of you that have had children, they'll uh, go, you know, they'll stick their, you know, hand parts in you and trying to see uh, your uterus. If it's thinning and if it's opening, you know, and they do all of that. And they told me that they thought they saw cancer. First of all, Healthcare one-on-one. Don't tell me what you think. I need you to just send the send the test in and, and tell me once it get back. Just tell me this is routine and you send it something off, and you're gonna tell me once it come back. But anyway, they told me that they thought they saw cancer, and so it took me for a loop, right? I I thought I trusted in God and I did, but my husband had to remind me, and that's why you have to have people in your life that can remind you of the word of God when you forget. Because life overtakes us sometimes, situation overtakes us sometimes, and so my husband had to remind me of the Word of God, but at that time, I was not trying to hear it. I knew it, but i I had to have a human moment because I'm like my my medical mind started to work, like uterine cancer, like I've seen what this does to people, but I also know the power of God, right. And they said they thought they saw it. So an inkling of me is like, well, maybe they really didn't, you know. And so long story short, you know, my husband was believing God for me and I was believing God for myself. But I had to come to the place where I really had to trust God. You don't really know how much faith you have until you're put in a situation where you have to trust God. Where you, and you put in a situation where the doctors can't help you, your parents can't help you, you can't help yourself. And sometimes I believe that God will allow us to get in those situations, right? So that we can lean and depend on him really like we tell people we do. We tell people we do, but you really get in those situations where you have to. And so long story short, they thought they saw it. It was not cancer. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. You know, um, but I really, it really was a trying of my faith. It really, really was. But just to get us back, you know, on subject where we where we are now, sometimes when we're on this ro- road to becoming, you know, and we're trusting God, everything is not going to look the way that we want it to look. And there are going to be some roadblocks, right? There are going to be some turns. There are going to be different things in the way, you know, where it's really, it looks like it's an inconvenience, but it's really a part of our making. It's really necessary. It's a necessary part of the process so that you can handle what it is that you are becoming. What you're going through now is a necessary part of the process so that you can handle what it is that you are becoming, if you for it's necessary. Yes. If you forfeit it, how are you going to handle what it is that God has for you? It's necessary. It's a part of the process. You need it. You need it. Right. And so trusting God, even with that scripture, it would imply that there must be a letting go of something. When you trust God, you have to let go of control, of knowing, of Fear, fear factor, right? You have to let go of that in order to trust him wholeheartedly. But that is not always easy. It's not always easy. But guess what? It's a choice. It ain't deep. It is a choice. I am deciding to trust God. I want you to type that in the comment section. I am deciding to trust God. This is a choice that we consciously make every day. I am. De- I don't care what it looks like. <laughs> I don't care how I feel. I don't care what the facts say. I don't care what men say. I am deciding to trust God. It's a decision. It is. It's a decision. So stop trying to figure out the how. That's what I was trying to get to. Stop trying to figure out how. How is he going to heal me? I've never seen this before. How is he going to deliver me? I've never seen this before. How is he going to make me become? I'm the only one that's going to become this in my family, true story. How is he going to make me be? I don't come from a family of preachers. I don't come, not, both sides of my family, none of them knew God. Well, some of them may be way down the line, may have known, but they didn't introduce me to God and I don't see that, you know, but I know that there is, purpose, right? And so even though I do not see it, because I'm going to be honest with you, I got some crazy stuff on both sides of my family, right? But there is still purpose on my life. And I used to try to use that as an excuse. I used to try and say, well, I ain't got this in my family. I ain't got that. I don't have that roadmap to follow, but God is your roadmap, right? And even the Bible, the word of God, So we have to make sure that we are not making excuses. On this journey of becoming, we've got to stop making excuses. It's time out for excuses. When I went back to school and I was pregnant, y'all, I tried it two times. I graduated almost two years ago, right? But before that, a lot of people don't know this, I tried it when I first got married, I went back to school, but I got pregnant. And I was just like, this is not for me right now. I was working the night shift. I was like, this is not my season, <laughs> you know? And so I came back to it and I was determined when I came back to it that I was going to be successful, right? I had to stop making excuses, right? And so I want to tell some of you tonight to stop making excuses. Sometimes you have to, t- well, all the time, you have to take that step. You won't see the next step until you take the first step. And you won't see the step after that until you take the next step. You have to journey. God is giving you faith for the journey. But in order for you to get faith for the journey, you must first journey. You must first take the walk, take the step, stop making excuses. There's a story, and then I'm going to get into what I need to get into, I think. But there is a story about a woman, right? There's a story about a woman. And most of you probably have heard this. She was sitting on her roof. There was a hurricane, house full of water, everything, land full of water. People were coming to help her. They were coming with the boats in the water to help her. She wouldn't let anybody help her because she kept saying, I'm waiting on God. That's, that, it didn't look like the help that she needed. It didn't look like the help that she needed. That's the word right there. It didn't look like the help that she needed. And so she didn't take the help. I don't know what wound up helping it, happening to this lady. You know, we can use our imagination. Maybe she died. Maybe she eventually took the help, but she didn't take the help because it didn't look like the help as it didn't look the way that she thought it should look. Right. And what this message said to me is that God can be very well sending you the help that you need while you're on this journey to becoming, he's sending you the help, he's giving you the tools, right? He's giving you this becoming her challenge to help you to become, (laughs) he's giving you this challenge, he's giving you this workbook to help you become, he's giving you his word to help you become, His word, he put his word above his name. He's giving you all of that, right? But we're still making excuses. We're still waiting to make sure that we have every little thing figured out, that we have every little thing at our fingertips. But that's not the way that it works. You're not going to have it all figured out, right? You're not going to have it all figured out. And so my question to you is, what have you done with what the tools that the God that God has given you to become? What have you done with it already? What have you done with your life? What have you done? Are you satisfied with where you are? Don't you know that there is more? Are you willing to give more to get what you need to whom much is given much is required? And so are you willing to spend time in the presence of God? Are you willing to cut off those distractions that are only weighing you down in order to have clarity, in order to have focus and direction? Sometimes you have got to disconnect from some things, some people and some relationships. Yes. Are you willing? I got another scripture dealing with that, but are you willing to let go of the things that are not conducive to your purpose? All right, I'm moving on y'all. Psalms 32 and eight. It says, I will instruct you and teach you. This is one of our scriptures for the challenge. Um, I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will counsel you who are willing to learn with my eye upon you. This scripture spoke to me differently than than I've read this scripture before, but God's eye is upon you, right? His eye, he's watching. He sees all, he knows all. And he's saying here that he is going to instruct you and teach you, but are you willing to learn? We must be willing to learn and to be led by God. Even as I said before, most of the time we receive the instructions from God in his presence after we prayed. So. Are you allowing yourself quiet time even after you pray, even during this time? I want you to carve some time to just sit there and to listen so that God can give you instructions. We call our friends. We call our pastors. We call our counselors. We call all of these people. But are you willing to sit and listen to the instructions that God has for you? Incline your ear to the Lord. Right. My sheep know my voice and a stranger, they will not follow. God is going to begin to make you sensitive to his voice. I hear that. I'm serious. God is going, even during this challenge, as you spend time in the word of God and you spend time in his presence and you're very passionate about seeking after him, right? So that you can fulfill your God given destiny and purpose, he's going to begin to make your ears sensitive so that you can hear his instructions. And then the next scripture is Psalms 37 and 23. It says, The steps of a good man are directed and established by the Lord, and he delights in his way and blesses his path. When he falls, because you are going to have some moments where you fall, This don't say if it says when. When he falls, he will not be hurled down because the Lord is the one who holds his hand and sustains him. Some of you may feel like you're in a fallen state now, but the Lord will hold your hand. You are not defeated, right? He's holding your hand and he will sustain you. He will sustain you. Can I tell you something? God uses detours and intersections to take you where you need to be in life have you ever been on a road and you got your road planned out you got it in your gps and you just on the way and you didn't see this detour that was up the road so you get there and it's taking you off of your originally planned course it's called a detour It's taking you off of your originally planned course of action, your original way. It's called a detour. Right. It is a detour in the. So here it is. Even what we're doing tonight, I want you to write down your plans. I want you to write down because we prayed about it first, you know, and those of you that may not have. Don't write nothing down tonight to say that I did it. I want you to pray about it first but we write down our plans and we have to allow God to interject and to take us on a detour, right? And to put us in the right direction. Our steps are ordered by God. We plan our way, but he orders our steps. Even the detour, it's working for your good. It may not be what you plan, but somebody put in the comment section, my detour saved my life. The detour, it saved my life. The detour where the man broke your heart. Come on, where you were laid off your job, where you were rejected. That detour, that was not in your plan. That's not the way that it was supposed to happen. But the detour saved my life. I don't know where I would be if that detour had not interjected in my plans, if that detour had not interjected in my life. God has a way of putting us back on the right track. He has a way of putting detours and crossroads in our life so that we can be placed on the right track. The detour was ordained by God. It was ordained by God. Oh my goodness, it was ordained by God. There is a way that seems right to man, but the end thereof leads to death and destruction. There is a way that you think is right, but the end is only going, God knows the beginning. He knows your end. He knows all of it. He can see it when we don't know. But I thank God for my detour because it saved my life. I had in my plans of who I was going to (laughs) marry. I'm trying to tell you. I had in my plans of what I was going to do. But God interjected. And guess what? It saved my life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All right. So don't, don't get... You know, all focus, don't get discouraged if things are not going the way that you originally planned. God will allow detours to get us back on track, all right? That, that you know, some people, somebody may have gotten laid off their job. And I know the story. One of my spiritual daughters, Lawanda, I'm not sure if she's on, she had gotten laid off her job. And I still have the message when she got laid off her job, she texted me and she was asking me a couple of questions you know uh, about some jobs and and it wasn't until she was laid off of her job until she stepped out on faith and started her own business and business is booming it saved her you know from being stuck in a position where she was because if that never would have happened she never probably would have taken that leap of faith to go in the direction that god would have her to go and so detours are ordained by God. They get on our nerves sometimes because we didn't plan them that way. You know, and sometimes it takes us a little bit longer to get to our destination. Yeah. But it's ordained by God and it's working together for your good. It's working together for your good. Say it with me. My steps are ordered by God. My steps are being ordered by God. Last scripture And then I wanna go into um, the mission and vision and I wanna kind of see what some of you have for those of you that may have filled yours out already. But the last scripture uh, for our study for the week, all I'm doing is talking about the scriptures that I give you for each week. And the Lord is just beginning. God is just so strategic. He's so good. I love him so much. Just... (sighs) I mean, things that you didn't see, I mean, you see it, but it's just like revelation upon revelation and, you know, just reminding you of his word. I love the word of God. And so that that's that's basically what this challenge and I'm like, yeah, that's basically what this challenge is going to entail. And what I want you all to do is the scriptures that I give. I want you. That's what you should be studying for that week. And when we come together, I want you to tell me, what did God say to you about that scripture? What does that mean to you, right? And so that's what we're going to do moving forward. And so this week, I'm just kind of going through them, but I want us to come together and uh, we can learn from each other. What did God say to you? What spoke to you about that scripture? And so the last scripture for uh, week two was Proverbs 16 and nine, the amplified version. It says, a man's mind plans his way and i already kind of talked about this as he journeys through life but the lord directs his steps and establishes them. and so that's what we're doing here we're planning our way we prayed about it we're going to put it down you know but even in that you know some of this may be the the next step where the, where god will take us and then god will put a detour in here if this is not the way but you have to start somewhere. Don't journey, don't not start and not take the journey because you don't know which way to go. We prayed, and you have to go off. What do you feel the Lord is saying to you? Which way, what do you want to do? You know, and then as you begin to do that, and even through trial and error, God will begin to reveal to you and confirm to you what you should do and what you should not do. Sometimes you don't know what you should do until you do something and and it clicks or until you do something and it doesn't, you know, and then you know that this, this is not for me. Um, so, I mean, that, that just is the whole process of, of the becoming, you know, and walking it out. We have to walk it out. Um, uh, the scripture that I just read, another version says a person's heart plans his way, but the Lord determines his steps. We still need to write our vision, our mission and our goals, but we also need to allow God to redirect us when necessary. It's difficult to discover your purpose unless you live it. There will be peaks and valleys, but you've got to keep on journeying. You got to keep on journeying, keep on going, right? And make the necessary adjustments along the way. We all have to make adjustments. We're discovering and some of us are rediscovering who we are. And so let me ask you this question before we do this part. What do you want? Where do you see yourself? What is your preferred future? What does it look like to you? And so for the vision statement, I want to give you all like two minutes. Maybe just think about it. You don't I don't want I don't want this to be a moment where you're just, you know, trying to hurry up and put something down. Maybe some of you have already written yours out and you want to share it. Um, if you do, you can do that. Uh, and you don't have to do it in the comment section. You can just come off of mute um, and let me know if you want to share it. Um, does anybody want to share their vision statement? Don't be shy. <laughs> I know some of y'all got y'all vision statement done even before this. Does anybody want to share their vision statement? We're going to do the vision first. So as y'all thinking about it, I'm going to um go through what a vision statement is, okay? Even if you don't share tonight, I don't want to put anybody on the spot. I don't want to make anybody uncomfortable. Um, But I do want you to take it serious. And even outside of here, um, seek the Lord and begin to write that down. Right. Okay. so vision statement. Vision is basically the art of seeing what is invisible to others. The ability to see what you cannot see yet. It's your preferred future. Right. And so. In the vision statement here, it says, what is your preferred future? What does it look like? What do you value? Before you leave this earth, what do you want to have accomplished? Before you leave this, have you even thought about it? You need to allow yourself space, time, and opportunity to think about that. All right. And to allow God to give you download concerning that. So I want you to think about that. I want you to really think about it. What is your preferred future? What does it look like? What do you value? And then it goes on to say, um, it gives you a section. I also have an example, Oprah Winfrey's. I got that off the internet, um, what her vision statement is. (laughs) But it has a section where you can write your vision statement. And then the next section um, talks about uh, mission statement. Now, your mission statement provides clarity on where you are going. It encompasses your purpose and tells how you will accomplish it. It reveals strategy that delivers results and impact. It speaks to your present moment, right? How are you fulfilling your purpose in your present moment now? Your mission, this is something that you you should probably be able to uh, write this out now or when you get done. This one is probably going to be um, a little bit easier than the vision, maybe. Um, it helps you to see the bigger picture when you get discouraged. That's why it's important to write those things down. When you get discouraged and you you know don't feel like thinking about it or you put it on the back burner, you can come back to it and it can remind you of what your mission is. What is your purpose, right? It's necessary for growth and to gauge it. That and your vision, they're both necessary for growth and to gauge, am I in line with this? Am I in the lane that God would have me to be in? Or am I all the way left and my mission and vision is over on the right? So this helps to keep you focused. It helps you to hit the right target when you have that written down. Your mission is the foundation of living a purposeful life. If you want to live a purposeful life on purpose, making purposeful decisions that are conducive to your purpose, you need to write it down. What is your mission and your vision? When the world is telling and tempting you to be somebody else, so many other things, it's tempting. Let's just be honest. You see all of this stuff on TV and what this one doing and what that one doing, you know, and and it's tempting. But your mission reminds you and helps you to stay on track and in line with your unique purpose. Yeah, that looks good over there. And they may be effective in that area, but that's not for me. That's not for me. So write it down. And guess what? It evolves as you evolve. So it may change over time. It may, you may have to revisit it may change over time. And so some of the questions that the mission uh, asks you, it asks you, what groups of people are you most passionate about helping? I'm passionate about helping women. That's one of, the, that's one of my passions. I have a mission statement for uh, my personal life. I have a mission statement for work, my career life. They all kind of coincide with each other. But I I have a mission statement for all of that. And so what group of people are you most passionate about helping? It could be children. You know, it could be those that are less fortunate. It could be the homeless. God still needs people in the homeless ministry. It could be prisoners. What group of people are you most passionate about helping? What most excites you and what angers you the most? Sometimes what angers you and irritates you the most is the very thing that God sent you to impact change. The very thing that irritates you the most and makes you angry is probably the very thing that God has sent you to be the change agent for. So these questions actually help to pull out of you things that you don't necessarily think about. We, I mean, I know it makes me angry, but I didn't necessarily think I didn't draw the correlation that why is this always making me feel this way? Why am I overly excited about maybe God is calling you to that? And so I want you to begin to look at all of that and begin to uh, do it. uh, Even after this, as we do this challenge, I'm hoping that you all will complete this section because it definitely will prove beneficial to you hitting the target as far as your purpose is concerned, right? And then there's the section that's before all of this and it speaks to your goals. I'm not going to go too much into that because we've almost been on for an hour. I'm just about done. But there is a section that talks about your goals, and the goals basically they help you to have intention. They help to focus you to give you aim. That's the reason we create goals, you know, so that we're not just doing things and doing things, you know, and hoping that something works or sticks. You know, we what what are you doing? What are you putting down? Just doing things and you're lacking focus. Just a busybody, and you're lacking focus. You're lacking clarity and direction. All right. Can I tell you something? God is not the author of confusion. God doesn't want us to be confused about our purpose. He doesn't want us to be confused about who we are. That's the enemy. The enemy would seek to keep you in a confused state. Because when you are confused, You can't effectively walk out your purpose and impact the change in the earth realm. You can't do it effectively and consistently when you're confused. He would seek to keep you in a state where you're questioning, do I have what it takes? Where you're allowing your insecurities to overtake you. But I even speak on tonight and I really feel the leading of the Holy Spirit that God is going to begin to clear the confusion in your mind. As I begin to prepare for tonight, as I begin to pray, God begins to reveal to me that some of you can't effectively walk in your purpose because you've been confused. It's like a smoking mirror. That's how I see it. It's like a smoke and mirror. You've been confused and it's nothing but a trick and a plan of the enemy. But God is going to begin to bring clarity to your purpose, clarity, even in your identity. He's bringing clarity on tonight. The enemy would seek to keep you in that confused place so that you're not effective and you're not hitting the target and causing impact. Right. You're just somebody walking around and there is no impact being caused. There is no change. You're not effectively walking in your purpose. But God is bringing clarity in the mind. And even as I was preparing on tonight, I felt a strong pressure. I felt a strong, like to the point where the pressure was almost unbearable to me. And I'm like, Lord, what is this? What he deals with me in a different way. And even in my becoming, I'm learning more and more about that. But there was like this constant pressure that I kept feeling. And the Lord began to reveal to me. Some of you feel the pressure of becoming not in a good way, right? There's, there's good pressure and there is bad pressure. Pressure to be pleasing in the eyesight of people. Pressure that is weighing you down where you don't have the energy nor the strength to do what you need to do for God. Pressure. Pressure where you're trying to please people and not God. Come on, there is some pressure that is not of God that some of you are experiencing and it's keeping you from functioning wholeheartedly in your purpose. But God has come to set you free tonight. He's come to release the pressure, to relieve the pressure so that you can become all that he's calling for you to be. And then there's a good pressure, right? There's a good pressure. There is. And and, and it's the pressure because you want to be pleasing in God's eyesight. Right. I, I know that I know that there's more for me. I know that God has called me to another level. I know that I need to become all of what he said that I need to become. I know. So there is pressure for you to do that because you've been in the place where you are for too long. You've been there for too long. It's time to come up and to accept what God says about you, your identity, and for you to walk wholeheartedly in your purpose, right? And we know that sometimes pressure, whether good or bad, it helps to pull the best out of us. The diamond goes under pressure, right? And it helps to pull the best out of you. And so some of that pressure is ordained by God to pull the best out of you. You will not fold under pressure, but you will thrive under this type of pressure. You will produce in this pressure. You will become. You will become. And so that's all I have. (laughs) I pray that you all were blessed. I really, really do, you know, but I want you all to begin to talk to me because nobody's really put anything in the comment section about y'all with these mission and vision statements. Do you all have it? (laughs) I want you all to complete the mission and vision, you know, and remember that whether the pressure be good or bad, it's helping to produce the best. It's helping to pull the best out of you. It's for your molding. It's for your shaping, right? And some of us, We know that there is more. Most of us, we know that there is more. That's why you joined this challenge because you know that there is more, you know? And it's my prayer that even through this challenge, even the rest of these weeks, that God is going to begin to give you clarity. God is going to begin to give you direction. He's going to begin to help you to be confident in your purpose, in your identity, right? And I also want to say this, Trust God concerning his plan for you. Trust him. That was one of our scriptures. Trust his plan concerning you because his word is sure. His word is sure. It will not return unto him void. It will accomplish that which he sent it to accomplish. He puts his word above his name, right? Heaven and earth shall pass away, but his word shall stand forever. Stand on the word of God. Stand on what God says about you and not what man says. But God is going to begin to give you clarity. He's going to begin to give you clarity in this season so that you can be clear on what your purpose is. No, I'm not saying that you're going to know A, B, C and D. But you are going to have enough of an idea so that you can take that first step. You know, and God will plan your way. God will order your steps as you planned your way. I said that backwards. And then God is going to even begin to give you the spirit of discernment as it relates to your purpose. But that only comes through spending time in the word of God, through spending time in his presence. I cannot say it enough. I cannot tell you what your purpose is. You know, you have to allow God to reveal that to you. And then as you begin to journey, as you begin to do, as you begin to use the tools that he set before you, as you begin to do that, God will begin to reveal that more and more to you. I want you to put in the comment section, I am becoming her. I am becoming her. I am embracing my God-given assignment. I know who I am. Even if you don't know, speak it into existence. I know who I am. Come on, this is a prophetic declaration. I am becoming her. I am embracing my God-given assignment. We have a week and I can't wait till we get to this week where we have the affirmations. Oh, come on, because affirmations are powerful. And I'm so excited about week three. Y'all need to make sure y'all get in on this. Study your scriptures, study the word. Week three is all about faith and canceling fear and doubt. And guess what? It's also about identifying what's stopping you. Who told you you could not do it? Who told you you could not be it? What situation caused you to think that? I don't I don't want to go too much in that because I'm excited. Next week is going to be good. Good. So I want you all to do your studying on your own and then we'll come together together. And we can have conversation. We can have dialogue. And it's not just Lady V talking, talking, talking. Because believe it or not, I do not like to hear myself talk. I don't like to go back and listen to recordings of myself because we can be our worst critic. Why I say it like that? Why I do it like that? Why, why, why? Girl, shut up. You said it the way God told you to say it in that moment. But yes. (laughs) So I'm excited about next week. I love you all. I feel hopeful. Oh, that just made my heart feel good. To God be the glory. To God be the glory. Anybody that knows me, I don't ever want to just do anything just to be doing it. I want to do things that are purposed by God and that's going to cause impact, that's going to cause you all to be better, you know, to be better women of God uh, and the purpose of this challenge to help you to become. So can we do that, ladies? You are going to become and we're going to continue on in this challenge. And I cannot wait to see you all next week. I cannot wait. We're going to have our wrap up video on Sunday. I'll do a quick little video. Y'all watch my videos and and put some comments on it. Y'all been doing real good though. I'm gonna do the wrap up video. The the last one was real long. I'm gonna try not to. um, I'm gonna try not to make it uh, as long as it was before. But uh, wrap up video on Sunday. And then Monday is just to give us the focus for the week, right? Um, and then, uh, we'll be posting like quotes throughout just being very strategic on what's being posted to keep it in your spirit, to keep it before you, you know, so that, uh, we can take the challenge serious and that it has value that it causes change. So that is my prayer. Um, thank you all so much. I'm going to go ahead and pray unless you all have some questions, unless you all have some things that you would like me to address, you can go ahead and do that. If you want to put it in the comment section, um, I'm going to pray right now. Uh, I don't know if y'all can hear that or not, but my phone just rang. We're done. Dear Lord Heavenly Father, we come to you tonight, oh God, to say that we thank you, Father. We honor you, oh God. We magnify you and we lift you up on tonight, God. I thank you for every woman that is on this Zoom call on tonight, Father. Every woman, Lord God, that thinks enough of her purpose, of her destiny to join this challenge and to take it serious. Now, Lord God, I pray right now that you would bring clarity to the mind, Father, that you, oh God would direct our steps, oh God, that you would order, oh God, our steps, Father, that you would lead us and guide us in your righteous way, Father. Help us to make intentional decisions, Father, that are conducive to our purpose. And even those that are confused, oh God, about their identity, Father, or confused about their purpose, Father, yes. it is my earnest desire, it is my prayer, Father, that you would begin to reveal that to them, oh God. Reveal their purpose to them, Father. I pray, Lord God, and ask that you would bless our plans, oh God, even the things that we've written down. And we pray and ask that you would put us on a detour. If we are not going in the right direction, Father, we thank you for the detour. We thank you for the next level, Father, of becoming heard. Even though it may be uncomfortable, Father, we thank you that you are always there with us, Father, for you will never leave us nor forsake us, Father. And for that, we say thank you. We thank you, Lord God, for who you are to us, oh God. And we trust your plan concerning us, Father. We trust your plan, oh God, hallelujah. For we know that you will not lead us in the wrong direction, Father. But we trust your plan concerning us, oh God. Even though we may not know all of the next steps, Lord God, we pray and ask that you would lead us and guide us as we acknowledge you, Father, as we keep you First, and even as we seek you more during this challenge, I pray that you would take us deeper, that you would visit us, oh God, that you would help us to incline our ear so that you can speak to us. Unclog, oh God, the ears that have been sopped up, oh God. Allow us to hear from you, allow us to see, oh God. Remove the scales from our eyes, oh God. We want to see what we cannot see yet, Father. Increase our faith, Lord God, take our faith to another level. Blah, Help us to have faith for the journey, oh God. Help us to have faith for the journey. And for those, oh God, that have been experiencing pressure, oh God, those that have been experiencing letdown, oh God, yes, God, I pray that you would comfort their hearts, Lord God, and that you would relieve the pressure that should not be. But then I thank you for the pressure that is helping us to become, oh God, for all things work together for the good of those who are the called according to your purpose. So we thank you, Lord God, that everything as we are journeying to become all that you've called us to be, that it's working together for our good. It's working together for our good. We thank you for it and we bless you for it. And we ask it all in Jesus name. Thank God and amen. Hallelujah. Thank you all so much for uh, staying the whole time. I love you all. God has definitely visited us on tonight. I feel so good. I feel like continuing to pray, but I got to go make sure these kids are in the bed. I love you all. Thank you. And until next time, you all continue to become all that God has called you to be. Have an amazing night. I pray that you have sweet, peaceful rest.